Introducing Mortgage Matters. This is a great time to go buy a house. This is when the real estate fortunes are made. A show dedicated to helping you navigate the challenging and ever-changing financial and real estate landscape. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac were put into conservatorship in 2008 and continued to dominate the mortgage market. Now, your hosts, Dan Podesto and Jason Brody of Central Coast Lending. The fact that you're being called upon to help clean up Wall Street's mess... Is an outrage. Broadcasting outrage. live from the KBEC studios in San Luis Obispo. What economy are you talking about? Talking it's about, time talking for about. Mortgage Matters. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome, welcome. We are back. After a nice, long Thanksgiving break, we're back in action, back in the saddle. Way back. We are, are are we off, did we do anything in November other than uh, first week of November? We had a couple shows, but we took two shows off in November for the holiday. Mm. That, uh, that turkey, Trepavin, what's it called? Uh, Did you have a trip to fan? I thought you maybe were going to tell us about your turducken that you had on your I did do a turducken (laughs) one year. That was just carnage. Yeah, I bet. That's like the opposite of what a vegetarian would do. <laughs> let's put an animal inside of an animal. Wait. Inside of an animal. Let's do one more. Yeah. Let's do three animals. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Um, well, let's drop that baby in a fryer. Well, I see today you went healthy, Mike, and you decided to bring us, uh, is that a dozen donuts? Mm-hmm. It's just short of a dozen. Oh, is that because you ate one on the way in? That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's called So a- what we thought we'd do special today was we'd just um, have two hours of you guys listening to us eat donuts. We'll talk about the flavors. <laughs> we'll get right. into the... Mm. the- mm. <laughs> oh, nuts. <laughs> Look at you. Dropping it. <laughs> <I> got <it. laughs> to have, have Homer interject there. I man. like it. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get into mortgage news and all types right. of other things. But for After now, we finish that last donut, we'll get right into that. Um, no, seriously, though, we we will snack on a donut while we're having today's mm-hmm. show. Yeah, um, of course we will. <laughs> explanation for a delayed response. You know, there's no reason to have any wasted, perfectly good donuts. No, and the longer they sit, the you know they just aren't as good. They lose some of that that quality, that freshness. Yeah, you know me, Dan. I'm a systems guy. I have a system. When I walk into the donut shop, it's like, hey, so what's What's fresh, you know, like what just came out? Because I might deviate from my go-to, which is the cake, regular cake, white cake donut mm-hmm. with chocolate on top and the little nuts. That's always okay. my favorite. I don't know why. But the same answer comes from every donut shop. Oh, yeah. Which is, they're all fresh. They're all fresh. Yeah, of course they are. I've been, I've been up all night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. poop. Yeah. Why would yeah, you yeah. ask this question? Yeah, yeah. Which ones just came out of yeah, the fryer? Like, like yeah. the ones that are like Krispy Kreme, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those ones. Yeah. Yeah. They don't like that question. <laughs> no, 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 no. No. What the? <laughs> but they're, they're good. They're they are. good. They're tasty. Oh, they're yeah. Who doesn't like a donut? Morsels. Yeah. <laughs> Boy. Okay. Anyway, let's so, just take the rest of the show off and go get some donuts. Hey, so, listeners, you're out there. Go anywhere. You're out there driving around, starting your errands. Stop in and get a donut with us. You know, grab one. <laughs> right. Let's do this show. Let's do it right. Uh, Simple sugars. <laughs> well, it's good to be back. Yeah. How was your Thanksgiving, everyone? Jim, would you Jim, like to let us kick know? Kick us off. I had a good Thanksgiving. Did you stick yeah. around here? Did you go anywhere? No, I went to uh, my family over in the valley. Cool. Yeah, I got family in Fresno and um, Dynamite. I like to say Fresno, but anyway, 
Uh, <laughs> that's but, the uh, that's the radio guy in you. <laughs> but uh, you know, I have family over there, so I went over there and um, actually enjoyed Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was good. Good. Yeah. Actually, like you were surprised that you enjoyed it? No, it was actually no. It was good. It was good. <laughs> but usually, I've been the green bean to, casserole was actually decent this year. You know, no, I went. Over, you know, the last few years, I've been the one cooking. And oh, so yeah. I and I like cooking and everything like that. But this year, I kind of just got to kick back and make one of the dishes and bring it. Nice. Oh, that's glorious. There it is. Right. Yeah. 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 So How about you? I got up to my dad's house in San Mateo, California, about Wednesday night. And I checked the dogs into the WAG Hotel. Now, if you're thinking about where to put your money in equities, in the equities market, invest in WAG Hotel. When I got to this Publicly place, traded, of course. I think so. <laughs> I think I, it's on my list to look up, but, you know, it's a, it's a mint per night to keep your dogs oh, there. Oh, I'm sure. What is it? It's like it's 50 like, bucks a night per dog? Yeah. Something like it's that? It's like, it came out to like $88 for two dogs because I got the discount or something. Okay. But that? the add-ons are atrocious. <laughs> yeah. So I walk up. Do you want they, a cage they can actually stand up in? No, those aren't <laughs> those aren't the questions, my friend. <laughs> They're like, your dog could be in a suite with a queen size bed. Your two dogs, and if you'd like, we could leave Netflix on. We also have a Hulu option. This is a joke, right? No, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> Erica's looking at me, looking at the gal. That's just like, why? What? There's like a sunset, <laughs> there's a sunset like group that you can get into. There's a, there's only a limited amount of dogs that can get into the sunset group. They go out on the roof during the sunset and get to play with each other. And I just looked at this lady. I said, ma'am, I've got to tell you that you're being so nice right now, but any of these options I would decline if I was checking into a hotel myself. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let alone for my pets. Okay. <laughs> so let's just get through this process. Do you want my visa card or do I pay at the end? What's the base model price? <laughs> yeah. Do you have the roll down windows that I manually yeah. roll down? So anyways, then I get to my dad's house, which is great. Um, you know, classic <clears throat> Thanksgiving day. Um, um, his wife does most of the cooking. And so we all sit around, share stories, watch football, the good stuff, but it rained yes, like cats and dogs on Wednesday. And San Francisco was like some of the worst flooding it's seen in years. I bet it helped with all that smoke though. It cleared it all out, cleared it all out. So the morning we woke up on Thanksgiving morning, was beautiful, crystal clear day. So, um, thank God for that. And then, you know, one of the things you think about as you get older is traffic, right? But we just nailed that. So Good. I've been on a high ever since. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Yeah. If you're driving south anywhere in Thanksgiving weekend and you know you're going through Gilroy, you're just like, this is going to be a small penance. Yeah. You know, a three-hour wait. But yeah. we somehow got through it. And the whole time I, like, did the thing where you don't say anything, like, God, there's no traffic. You don't want to jinx it. You're just going to come around a bend and <laughs> here it is. And how about you? Did you get all the way up north? Nope. I stayed at home. I, I host Thanksgiving every year at my house. I have family down south, family up north. So I'm, oh, good. I'm the middle ground. And um, we had about 35 people at our house. Whoa. Wow. It, yeah. it was. Uh, That's a big deal. It was a big crowd. How many turkeys did that entail? We did two turkeys. Oh. Um, had a 28-pounder in the oven that was my baby. Came out beautiful, by I the way. I saw a picture of that. I sent Mike a picture. <clears throat> Moist, wow. delicious. Mm. Just, if you guys ever want to know how to cook a good turkey, let me know. Dan Podesto. Um, and then we did one in the smoker outside. Okay. 
a little little bit smaller, but it was. How did was that good. turn out? That that's something I've always wanted to do and haven't done. Um, it was good. My mother-in-law cooked that one. Tough to monitor that, I would Well, imagine. it was kind of like a set it and forget it type of thing. Hmm. Um, I mean, there was some checking, but not as much maintenance as the one in the oven. The one in the oven required, well, at least my method is to, I don't do the bag. I don't do any of that. I just, turkey in the oven, a little salt and pepper. Do you just sit Indian style in front of the oven and like, Every turn 30 on the minutes, light? every 30 minutes, I baste the turkey. And hmm. I, it's covered in foil for the first, yes. you know, protect the outside layer basically all except for the last hour and then the last hour really browns up real nice Mm. so anyways you still have turkey left no yeah don't eat that if it's still there no no we got through the the turkey was gone before i think by saturday well 35 people i mean what what are we talking table size here did you have a table that went from the front door to the back door we had three tables squeezed into my dining like three fold-out tables outstanding it was it was kind of packed kid table Got to have a kid table, right? We had a kid table because, yeah, the kids weren't fitting. You're getting a baseline I'm trying here. to find it. You know, I'm just Did I say to... something pretty good? Or? Yeah. Really... <laughs> you get yeah music. Yeah, you get music super, now, dude. Super astounding. Super astounding, Dad. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, music? I was proud of it, too. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, <laughs> thanks, it was just, this is an amazing what you just said. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoy Thanksgiving. It's my favorite holiday. It's It seems like the only time of year anymore where my entire family can get together. Yeah. Um, it used to be Christmas holiday was, was kind of that time, but... Yeah. Um, that's not the case anymore with now all of us kids, quote unquote kids growing up and now having kids of our own, we kind of have splintered off and done our own yep. things as we all want to have, you know, Christmas with presents under our own tree at our own house. Sure. Have our kids wake up there. Have your own intimate so, traditions. Thanksgiving has become that annual family get together now. And, and do you do the whole weekend more or less? Yeah. Yeah. A few family members stay at my house and then other people are getting airbnbs and hotels and things like that sure so yeah it's and a fun time in europe like pretty much the last well they take a big like seasonal vacation in october they do this in canada too but in december it's everything kind of slows down like really slows down you know like it's not audacious to be like we're not open unless you want to make an appointment uh-huh. um and i mean not like butcher shops and retail but like you know the service business if you will um, I kind of wish we did that more just because this is, you know, in my business, this is the time of year where I really look back inside and get under the hood and take a look at some things. It'd be nice to just do that, spend time with the family too. But it seems like, well, at least for the last three years, there's been a lot going on with regards to loan applications and mortgage business. Um, this year we're about to talk about that today, what, what we think will happen in mm-hmm. December and kind of what has been happening this last quarter, right, Dan? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So far, you know, November, we we did a couple live shows. And as we mentioned earlier, we had the couple shows off for Thanksgiving um, break there. But prior to that, we spent a lot of time on Veterans Weekend talking about the VA loan program. So we really haven't covered any of the news um, for the last month or so. Um, So I thought this this show, this first hour here, we could really... um, kind of look back and see what's been going on this last month. I feel like sentiment about the economy has really shifted um, here in the the third and now fourth quarter of the year. Um, it seemed like the first half of the year or more, there was a lot of talk of this booming, white-hot economy. And now all that conversation has, has really shifted in a 
it, it seemed almost overnight to me. Um, so I thought we could talk, we could look back a little bit at the economic numbers that have come out in November yeah. and see if if we're agreeing with some of the sentiment we're hearing um, from the pundits on television and and that kind of thing. Um, I think before we dive into that, we should take our first commercial break of the show. We're going to call it a donut break today. It is a donut break. (laughs) I know there's a custard filled in there for me somewhere. Right? That's not the one you ate when you came in. We'll just have to find out. And just a teaser, in the second hour, we're going to be joined by um, a realtor from San Luis Obispo, Lindsay Harn. Um, She's a fantastic realtor, very busy I'm um, just going to have some great insight for us on the market and how the market's changing, too. So we'll look forward to that second hour with Lindsay. Um, but before then, we will cover some news and uh, and talk about where this economy and real estate market is heading. So stick with us. We'll take a quick break and be right back with more Mortgage Matters. So I got a small and unfortunate... Join the conversation by calling 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Linen. The most critical part of buying a home is getting pre-approved for a mortgage. Pre-approved buyers are taken more seriously, enjoy a less stressful transaction, and close faster with no last-minute surprises. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. California BRA number 018-39608. DBO number 6054783. MLS number 328358. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. Too often, potential home buyers disqualify themselves believing they need perfect credit. The fact is, we can finance home buyers with low credit scores, collections, bankruptcy, foreclosure, or short sale. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre Approved. Just call 543 Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. California BRA number 018-39608. DBO number 6054783. MLS number 328-358. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. There's a common myth that home buyers need to save a 20% down payment to buy a home. The fact is, we offer numerous zero-down and low-down payment loan programs. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. California BRE number 018-396-08. California DBO number 6054783. NMLS number 328358. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. There's nothing like the euphoric feeling you get when you find the perfect home. The last thing you want is the embarrassment of discovering you don't qualify. It can actually cost you your deposit. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. California BRA number 018-39608. DBO number 6054783. MLS number 328-358. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters, which airs every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Your hosts, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending, want you to join the conversation by calling 800-549-5832. Now, back to the show.
right, welcome back. Well, I can report that there was no custard-filled donut in the box today, but that's okay. A donut nonetheless. <laughs> there was a glazed old-fashioned, though. There was. Yeah. My special request. And yeah, you're welcome. Mike went above and beyond. Oh, my gosh. And picked out this incredibly intriguing maple bar with bacon bits on top. Oh, my gosh. So. What could be better than that? After the next break, I'll let you all know how that one was. Yeah. <laughs> Boy. Looking uh, forward to it. <laughs> all right. So, let's get serious here. Um. Is it just me, or have you also been feeling or hearing this shift in sentiment about the economy? Oh, it's 100%. I started feeling it about August, September, personally, just because I you know, I was dealing with, uh, well, I, I look at quite a few pricing scenarios every day because of the amount of people I'm talking to, and just the, the shift in attitude and conversation with our clients seemed like there's just not enough. The, the economy is not white hot, and but what I've felt in the last month is just everywhere you look is things underperforming, or you know more of a talk about this corporate debt model that's lingering out there that no one seems to be addressing. Um, and then I also sit on the board for Home Builders Association, and I can't say the builders one builder more than the other has said we just are you know, not doing, we're not getting the same type of, of, uh, response from the market, but they are having more of a difficulty getting activity for these new houses that are coming on the market where they thought they were going to get, you know, it's like a black Friday approach, people trying to squeeze in the door at the same time. And it's not the, it's not the case because of, I think part of it's because of the way that our consumers are inferring this economy. You know, the way that it's impacting them, whether it be at the grocery store or the gas pump, but maybe just a, a conscious effort to say, maybe we should slow down. I don't know what's coming. Do you, th- is most of this feeling related to housing or, I mean, I'm hearing elements outside of housing as well. That- so much of what I think about is housing, but, but I do think that there is, there is a like durable orders you know, durable goods dropping late last month, that's bothersome. I mean, if people aren't buying things that last years and years and years, like appliances, refrigerators, cars, you know, materials that you would purchase at Home Home Depot. And I'm talking not about the individual, but like companies are not making these purchases. Right. That trickles down into the economy, not demanding those things. And that's, a, that's in my opinion, that means people are, Hopefully saving money thinking what's let's let's hold out and maybe check for a month or two and see what comes out next. Whereas in the housing market, I think it's you know, we're gonna get into it today with Lindsay and and I'm glad that we have her on the show, but for the longest time the sellers were just like, Okay, let's just sell. This is the price we wanna sell at. And now they're saying, All right, well, look, we wanna sell it for this much, but we don't wanna be on market for 60 or 90 days, that just doesn't look good. So I think it's happening in many different arenas. I just look at how housing so much on a daily basis that I've, I've felt it in the housing market since about September, October. Well, and I, I think it makes sense to put some emphasis on housing. One, because that's the focus of the show and our careers, <laughs> but also because so much of the economy relies on housing. 
you know, not only just the the home sale, but then when when a home does sell, there's so much that goes on. There's upgrades, improvements, maintenance. There's furnishings. There's you know, there's just so much of our economy is related to the home. So mm-hmm. it, it makes sense to look at at what real estate's doing. But let me throw this out at you. Uh, just this last week, we had a GDP reading. Okay, GDP. Um, it. I mean, there was a range, of some expectations, but ultimately, what it came, what the number was, was a three point five percent GDP for um, quarter three. Mm-hmm. This is a revision. It actually was an unchanged revision to GDP for Q three, and there was a very strong quarter two GDP. Um, so we have a couple strong quarters of GDP above our 3% target. Um, how is it that we're sensing this shift in economic activity? Where's, where's the number that suggests that things are going to slow down? Uh, With GDP being like the big the big picture kind of number that, that, that describes the economy and its growth. It, if that's strong two quarters in a row, where's, where's the fear coming from? Where's the shift in sentiment? Yeah. You're talking about it from a very pragmatic approach, right? And we've got short term historical data, like just recently happened that says we're a okay. You know, I mean, jobs have been strong, right? We've sure. had what unemployment's well below four percent now, um, and it's been that way for a while. E- even as recently as the last jobs report, I think there was wasn't it over two hundred thousand jobs added. Mm-hmm. I mean, so these are strong numbers deep into our recovery. I mean, are, can we even still call this the recovery, or are we just in an economy now? <laughs> I don't think. Yeah, we're way past recovery. I mean, but this far after a an economic downturn to still be creating 200,000 plus new jobs a month, having strong GDP. Um, it's interesting to me that seemingly overnight, we're now talking about a, a slowdown in economic yeah. activity. We've, we're even seeing tweets from our president, you know, lashing out at the Fed a little bit about their policy actions and how it's hurting economic activity. But the numbers don't quite show any downturn yet. Well, the market's trying to trying to change, you know, I think the economy's thinking in many ways. But what I'm at, my answer to you would be, I can't pinpoint one data point or one data file that would say, oh, on the contrary, here you go, you know, CPI or... Maybe the stock market? Well, the stock market is, so this is going to feed right into how I feel about this. So I think the individual's confidence or perception is plays such a huge role in how this economy will roll out. I mean, people make decisions emotionally with money more than we'd like to think. There's obviously the person who has a budget who follows their, you know, their plan and, and understands that, you know, I've had a job that has gone up 4% in raises for the last three years. I'm going to have that job in 2019, there's also a large population of people that are in industries where they have a job, but it's directly tied to their market production. And when things, when discussions like 
durable orders go down, you know, housing starts go down almost 9% last month. Those are indicators that say, hey, the storm is coming. You know, when the guy gets on the news on Tuesday and he's like, it's going to be a little wet on Saturday and Sunday, you don't freak out on Wednesday, but you start planning and say, hey, maybe we should, you know, maybe we should take the kids to the park Friday afternoon. I'll get off a little early. Maybe we should go run those errands before it starts raining, right? Mm-hmm. So what I'm talking about is a mental shift, but nothing on paper yet. And that is a discussion to be had at, at any, you know, pub, kitchen table, radio show, because it, it is really a quite fascinating thing. It's, it is. It's a, it's a non-tangible headwind with it almost, no data to support it. Right. It feels like almost a self-fulfilling prophecy type of thing here, where if we if we think that the economy is going to shift and start to you know slow down, if we think that long enough, and enough it, if enough people think that and start to get more conservative with their spending, conservative with you know their life life and lifestyle, then um, then doesn't it just kind of become that? Yes. I mean, there's this word that's. It's it's been stuck in my head all morning as I've been thinking about today's show, and it's donut I'm pulling it's donut, <laughs> um, and I'm pulling it also from you know the pre-recession times that contagion. It's how this idea can start and it can spread so rapidly, and it's it's funny how people are, right? You hear one person talk about something, and then you start talking about it, and then everybody starts talking about it. And it just chirps. spreads, yeah. right? And and that seems to be what's going on right now. And I I really feel like it's the stock it's stock market based right now. It seems that the stock market is really the the only real negative in the economy right now. That as far as a, a data point, a numbers, something you can just point to look at it's 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 unarguable that that stock market's down 10 percent or whatever from its peak um all the other economic numbers they don't really show the a downturn of any kind part of that's that a lot of them are looking back whereas the stock market's typically looking forward about six months um so maybe that is the better predictor of the economy is the stock market Mm -hmm. But it's just interesting to me. It seemed like one day I was coming into the office, turning on on the economic news, and, and it was all about white hot economy. And even then, I was like, I don't know that I ever felt this white hot economy. I, I never felt that. I felt like, you know, since the worst of it, you know, peaked bo- the the economic bottom really, I guess, troughed would be the better word, troughed around you know 2010 or 11. Um, and ever since then, it's just been this steady climb upward but never did i feel like we were just out of control growing this is amazing sure fish are jumping in the boat kind of thing but now it seemed and it seemed like i just woke up one morning in october and all of a sudden everyone's talking about how the economy is going to slow down now i'm i with the latest gdp reading i was seeing that projections for 2019 gdp are actually going to be lower than this year yeah. Um, you know, I, my first degree, which I would have, I would have loved to been able to make money in political science, but I just saw the writing on the end of the wall and it was me being a professor for 25 years. And we talked about rhetoric in great detail and, um, the power of rhetoric. And it's almost like everyone 
in the media that is respected, you know, by the public, got an email in mid mid October that says, "Hey, we need to start speaking about corporate debt. We need to start talking about why wages aren't being increased. You know, why we gave corporations a tax cut, but it doesn't seem like they're spending on capital that could not only make their future prices better, but the company as a whole contributing to the economy. We need to talk about, and so every article I'm reading now is talking about, Hey, purchase gold. You know, maybe gold's a good key because you know, if, if, uh, if the fed holds out and the economy gets worse, gold's a great hold or, Hey, here's what you should be doing with cash, you know? And it's like, so this is what I'm perceiving, Dan. It, It doesn't mean that everyone else is perceiving this, but I'm seeing it. I spend a good 45 minutes to 60 minutes every morning before I start my day reading the financial news and looking into things that I think affect the American public. And I don't see any P&Ls or balance sheets that look like they're you know, going down the drain. But I do see one thing that I will say that is a problem that we're not talking enough about is this corporate debt scenario where, you know, if, if these, if these companies cannot make their payments and start getting downgraded, that could be a very big problem. And, and I don't have enough time to go into detail on that, but I think what you will start to see is that when consumers start seeing large companies, they think have like money printing machines, not doing, you know, not being able to perform, they start thinking to themselves, well, gosh, I guess I'm next. Right. So that'll just slow down the economy more. What would be nice is to see the feds skip this last quarter and see what the economy does with that. I'd like to see how we can, we, the federal reserve can really, you know, maybe blow some oxygen on this flame and then correct it again in Q1 and Q2, if need be. All I've ever heard about the fed is that the fed does everything to create headwind. Wouldn't it be nice because they've raised rates the last five, six quarters to give us a pass and see what happens. The Fed creates headwind. Um, Fed creates headwind in, in growth to when many people argue. The, conser- the fiscal conservative will argue this, right? Raising rates at this time does not make sense because the economy is not as white hot as everyone seems to think it is, right? Mm-hmm. This is a debate. Um, the uh, I, I don't want to pick sides of the aisle, but the the political... Uh, the Republicans seem to think that that the Federal Reserve could just take a break and see how this will help individual companies and the consumer confidence for a while. It's because it's every month it's been a, just kind of a hammer on the head. If you've got if you've got a home equity line of credit, that thing's gone up a point and a quarter since last October, mm-hmm. or excuse me, last April or June. So it, I think it would be interesting to see. I'm not, I'm not in the camp that says the Fed should never raise rates. Let's just let the market do its thing. I'm just saying it would be interesting now to see if the Fed can does really have a pulse on this thing better than we think they do, or better than the 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 language in these articles I'm reading think they do. Because I, I'd like to see what happens. We're going into the time of year where you know, retail is supposed to be booming, right? Mm-hmm. So that's going to happen, but I'd like to see how it affects confidence. <clears throat> this, this word we're talking about. It's interesting to hear your thoughts on this. Uh, as you're, as you're sharing with us your thoughts, I'm sitting here thinking, 
It must be so challenging for a Fed to create policy that affects both individuals and corporate and companies alike, right? When they raise rates, it affects personal debt as well as corporate debt. It affects all debt equally. Um, but when you have – but there's this stratification, right? You have people who are stuck with stagnant wage growth and as rates are raised, that increased debt service hurts them, right? They don't have additional income to afford the Correct. the increased payments on their debt, whereas corporations, they haven't had stagnant profits. Corporation profits, company profits – at least the big companies have continued to grow, th- you know, throughout this. That's why the S and P did so well the last twenty four months, right? And so, for them, you know, describing describing growth for businesses as white hot might be an accurate description. Whereas when I think of white hot, I'm thinking of it personally. When I hear these folks on TV talking about a white hot economy, I think of personally. Am I as I look around at my peers? Am I seeing my peers? getting crazy wage increases and bonuses and you know are are all of my peers doing better are they appearing to be you know um rewarded for this white hot economy i don't see that but perhaps when you look at it just from a a company perspective the large corporations maybe that's where that white hot description is an accurate description and that's where you know with with that group, um, it makes sense to be raising rates and slowing things down and kind of tempering this growth a little bit. But because policy from the Fed affects all, it's there's kind of this unintended consequence to the individual, and so it's it's a tough situation here. Um, I think it's a I think also it's a derivative of I mean you you. You heard me say a headwind. I think a derivative of Fed, Federal Reserve's responsibility controlling these rates is that they have to, obviously, they have to monitor inflation. There's going to be transitional periods like the one we're in right now where they are checking, you know, the temperature, if you will, of the economy. If we have a inflation gauge that runs, you know, well below 2% over the next six months, they're going to have to back off, Right. I think they have to be a bit more pragmatic. You're talking about the considerations. Not a job I would want. Quite frankly, it's way above my pay grade. Mm -hmm. But I do think that they have to consider if companies are not giving the wage increases that we have talked about so many times on this show that would then trickle down into both the local economy, the housing economy, every economy, then they have to consider, you know, the corporate level so much because how is a corporation that can't afford servicing their debt going to open up and give more wage increases to their labor force? I mean, yes, competition dictates that the labor, if, if labor is, if we're under 4% unemployment, there should be poaching wars, right? I should be able to come over to you and say, Hey, we can't find anyone with your skills. Here's a signing bonus and a, 8% 8% raise on what you're making. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't seem to be happening. Now, if you're on LinkedIn, you'll know that you can get recruited about 12 times a day. <laughs> it happens. But the, the the reports that we get from 
you know, the powers that be don't show that wage increases have gone up much. You know, it depends on the industry you're in. You know, I can give my wa- myself a wage increase this month. Sure. I'm 100% commission. Yeah. Self-employed is a different story. I also could be down 25% this month, you know. Sure. Which, so uh, I I know we're we're getting into a lot of our opinion. I, I'd like to take a... I'd like to take a quick break so that we could kind of regroup on a couple other things before we get to the top of the hour. Um, listeners that weren't listening at the beginning of the show, or just to remind those who were, we're going to have Lindsay Harn on from Richardson Properties in the second hour of the show. So from 10 o'clock to 11. Um, if you're thinking of selling your house or looking at buying a house in 2019, you're going to want to tune in for that second hour because Lindsay has great insight. Not only does she work with a lot of sellers in the market, she herself is an owner an investor and is in this game at least 50 hours a week. So we're going to have Lindsay Harn on the last, uh, last hour of the show. So do us a favor. We're going to grab another donut, stick around for more mortgage matters. We'll be right back after the break. Mortgage matters with host Dan and Jason will be right back. Join the conversation by calling 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. We're the mortgage experts on the central coast. Central Coast Lending, Central Coast Lending. When you buy or refinance a home, just call 543-LOAN. Just call 543-LOAN. Just call 543-LOAN. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending. Central Coast Lending is locally owned and operated with locations in Paso Robles, Morro Bay, Atascadero, San Luis Obispo, and Arroyo Grande. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. Too often, potential home buyers disqualify themselves believing they need perfect credit. The fact is, we can finance home buyers with low credit scores, collections, bankruptcy, foreclosure, or short sale. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre approved. Just call 543 Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. California BRE number 018 396 DBO number 6054783. MLS number 328 358. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending. You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920. If you missed any part of the show, log on to centralcoastlending.com for archived shows and more. Now, back to your host, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending. Hey. Uh-huh. Hey. Uh-huh. 
All right, we're back. We're better than ever. Yeah. So what about the fact that it's the 1st of December? I mean, that's cool. (laughs) Mind-blowing. Yeah. Mind-blowing. This year just flew by. When you say stuff like that, that means you're old. Why didn't I listen to my parents when they said it's going to go faster? (laughs) Yeah, no, I just was like um, thinking too, when you're a kid, it's like, come on, birthday, come on, Christmas, come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh, yeah. And then it's like, wait wait a minute. (laughs) Jim is motivated by presents. When you're older, wasn't that like yesterday? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's what it feels like. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It actually, Yeah. It feels like it's slowing down a little for me because yeah. my kids like to talk about the next holiday okay. the day after that holiday is over. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> yeah. We yeah. talk about the day after the birthday, we talk about the next birthday. Okay. Day after Halloween, we talk about the next one. Oh, that was so yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that really slows it back down when you have yeah, to yeah. talk about it every single day. Okay. That's like the friend or family member that wants to plan the next vacation while you're laying at the pool at the vacation. <laughs> right. you're, you're like, like, I'm spending a lot of money now. Hey, that sounds like work. Hang yeah. on a second. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. I want to enjoy this vacation I'm first. I'm trying to do this mindless exercise. I'm going to read one-eighth of this page and then take a nap. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Stop talking. Yeah. Um, well, I mentioned December 1st because it's time to start talking about New Year's resolutions. Oh, we are getting there, huh? We can sprinkle that in, but I think we should. And yeah. When we last left off, we were talking quite a bit about rhetoric and the economy and where um, and why people seem to think that the economy is slowing down. I don't think that there's um, any one place we could turn, but it is an interesting discussion, wouldn't you say, Dan? I do. It's it's intriguing to me, and, and for us, it helps us kind of gauge what, what our business activity is going to look like going forward. Um, It helps us also understand Fed policy, which is very important to real estate and mortgage. Um, The the Fed obviously plays a big role in cost of borrowing. Mm -hmm. um, And the biggest debt most people have is is that mortgage on the house. So we pay a lot of attention. As the conversation developed um, in the last segment, we started talking a little bit about inflation and the most recent reading for CPI, which is your consumer price index, mm-hmm. um, it was released middle of November on the 14th. Um, we saw year over year CPI growth of two and a half percent. When you take out food and energy, it was 2.1% growth. Um, the month over month change was 0.3 and 0.2%, you know, when you take out food and energy um, with and without that 0.3 and 0.2%. So the month-over-month pace actually looks to be outpacing the year-over-year right now. So that CPI um, picking up steam, if you will, you know, if you annualize out that month-over-month change, you'd look at 25 to 3.5% inflation mm-hmm. that's that warrants fed fed policy changes yeah i would say i mean their their goal is to keep inflation right around two percent um and 
right here, all the numbers for inflation show greater than 2% growth. And if you look at the more recent data, it's showing uh, an increasing trend there. So it warrants some Fed policy changes. And a quarter point change every three months is not a big deal, folks. Um, I can think back to the earlier 2000s when the Fed would do a half a point or a three quarter point change in one at one meeting and, and they'd follow it up the very next month. They weren't waiting. They weren't going quarter by quarter. They were going month by month making changes. So these quarter point quarterly um, you know, quarterly intervals of changes are not a big deal. They shouldn't have monumental impact on our on our economy the activity we see but see i think i think here again you're thinking about the individual and not the company i mean imagine someone having five and a half million dollars on a line that takes a quarter point hit every quarter right mm-hmm. you've got you've got reports coming out from the washington uh excuse me wall street journal that say apple's cut production on its new iphone you've got the NAHB, the National Association of Home Builders, saying that they missed expectations by a long shot of 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 houses being built. You know, I mean, you've got companies that are not producing. Why would you not be producing when you know? Well, you cor- have you have General Motors just shutting down several plants. Exactly. So, like seven car lines just got. Right. That was, yeah, actually, we haven't even mentioned that at all. And that's big no, news. No, we're this getting week. into some of those things. And so what, what happens is the, now the stock market says, and this is, this is really a reflection of, of what's happening. The stock market says, whoa, 600 point drop. Boom. Okay. 100 points up. Okay. We got some of it back next day, 300 point drop. We're now down a full thousand points in four days. And then it comes back, but that big drop down, that step down doesn't just get recovered. And so we see people rush into the bond market, right? And so when you say a quarter point, I have to I have to speak up and say, I believe you're thinking of the average household consumer, which you're right. If you have a $100,000 HELOC, your payment went up, not that much, $250 a year, right? So 20 bucks more a month. You're not going to sweat that. You're not even going to stop going out and ordering martinis before dinner. But when you've got five, six hundred million dollars where that interest rate's been attached to, you now have to make different decisions as a CFO because of forecasts going into next quarter. And I think it does trickle down eventually. And you've got situations like Brexit still out there. You know, how is that going to affect our market? How the, how is, how's, and I'm, I'm digressing a bit, but I think what, What's important is that it's all interrelated. You can't say that just because an individual has a strong budget and can take on these points that it doesn't affect the economy. It does. It's supposed to. I feel like the the corporate side of the economy would be more resilient to a minor change than the individual. The individual who's seen no wage gains in the last two decades nearly um, I feel like that 20 bucks is a big deal to the individual. Now they have to think, well, shoot, can I get the coffee at Starbucks every morning or do I need to brew the pot of coffee at home? Sure. You know, that when I haven't seen a wage increase in, of any significance in 15 years, I mean, that $20 matters because everything else around me has gotten more expensive over that time period. 
My yeah. mortgage payment's gone up. My health insurance has gone up. My food, my gas, my everything has gone up. So so what happens when those things go up, Dan? What is, what is the American consumer notoriously guilty of? Going uh, into debt. Correct. <laughs> we love debt. We can't live without it. I mean, it's the, yeah. So one quarter is not bad, but it becomes like, you know, the drip of water that slowly fills the, the, the pail. And I, I, I'm not, I'm not the, I'm not dooming and glooming here. Okay. I I think that there's, I think there's quite a bit of positive stuff still going out in the economy. You know, there's quite a bit of new homes trying to be built. There's quite a bit of opportunity, at least here in our local um, you know, regional economy where employers are doing their best to expand and, and we've got some new, new retail space coming up. We've got some new things opening, but I also feel like it, it gets to the point where it happens every month. People are so familiar with the 4% something 30 year fixed mortgage. I can't offer that anymore unless I'm charging them a point to a point and a half at closing. Even if, unless it's a VA loan or an FHA loan, um, or unless they've got in a significant amount of equity, like we're doing a refinance, so they're bringing a bunch of cash in for a purchase. Many people are sitting tight and um, don't have the ability to take on a new payment at five point two five percent interest rate. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it does affect the individual too. I'm just saying. That- I, I get that, and I especially when you talk about the big borrowing that comes with a mortgage, I, I do get that. It does. It does matter. And I, I totally agree that I think I think that the consumer is more impacted by these changes than corporate America. Um, I th- and I think, but as I said last, you know, last segment, um, I wonder what's driving Fed policy. I mean, I gotta believe that it's looking at corporate growth, you know, the profits and that kind of thing. And yeah. what's going on there that they're, they're kind of forced into some kind of action. Whereas if they were only focused on consumer activity, they'd probably be like, no, we need to, we need to leave it where it is and let the consumer continue to, to gain confidence. And, but, but they have we, to create policy for the entire country. We have to have a steadfast reserve. I mean, we, the federal reserve has to understand that if we fall on a recession, that lowering the rates will get us up off the mat and continuing to fight the good fight. And that's, that's really where we're at. I believe that they, they, they probably, I mean, honestly, half of them are probably saying, look, you know, we may, we may not need to raise rates four quarters next year, but if we get to 2020 and we're in trouble, wouldn't it be nice to drop the interest rates a full point? And I think that's another driving motivator here. That, that, that's motivating the Fed to continue on this policy path that they've been on is that, I mean, we're still seeing positive economic data. Correct. And we still want to be able to have measures to help support our economy in the event of an economic downturn. Mm-hmm. And we saw in the last down cycle that we ran out of interest rate cuts to do we got to zero and then we had to start just pumping money in mm-hmm. and we don't want to do that again after we've already got a, a fed um a, yeah. a debt you know of the 20 deficit, trillion yeah. um so it i i think that's another factor and that's that's a factor that's that's sort of independent of the data and trends that we're seeing in that it's more just hey we need 
to be able to lower rates when the time is necessary. And we can't lower the rates if the rates are already low. So we got to raise them up. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. So I do think that's an issue. We only have a couple minutes left this hour. You touched on the General Motors thing. Yeah. Kind of a big deal, it feels like. Yeah. Um, they have subsidies from the federal government for, for years. And, um, you know, they knew they knew that it was going to be a big deal. You know, the people making those decisions knew it and they had to do it anyways. And I think some of it is a little bit, it gets muddy. Like, is it just because they let go of one line of cars and those cars were made there? So I don't want to get into that before the top of the break, but I I think it's a big deal. And I I know if you stick around with us the next hour, if you're looking to buy or sell a house, you're going to get some value. We've got Lindsay Harn from Richardson Properties. Not only is she a great real estate agent, she's great to talk talk to on the radio. And I I, I always check our guests out. Um, apparently, she loves archery, too. So maybe oh. we'll get into that a little bit. There we go. So do us a favor. <clears throat> pour yourself another cup of coffee and stick around for more Mortgage Matters. We'll be right back. In about 30 seconds. Uh, yeah, well, about, we'll be back in about six minutes. Uh, we're gonna take Mike jumped 20, the gun. Uh, that was so, it sounded so seconds. good until you left us with about 15 Wait seconds. Too much so time. Closing <laughs> off the hour, take two. Here's Stick around, music, people. <laughs> we'll be back with more Mortgage Matters. We can't wait to talk to you about rates with Lindsey Harn and the next, the next year of real estate. We'll be back. Welcome back. You're listening to Mortgage Matters with hosts Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending. If you want to join the conversation, call the show at 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Now, here's Dan and Jason. Welcome back. <clears throat> I have a report for you on the donut. I prefer the original maple bar to the maple bar with uh, bacon bits on it. Yeah. Wow. I wouldn't have thought. I, I had higher expectations for the one with bacon bits. I thought it would balance out the sweet a little better, but hmm. it just doesn't feel right. You didn't share with Lindsay over here. I did share. I'm kind of She's, <laughs> No, Lindsay has her own donuts. Another time. Another time. Are you a bacon bit and maple bar fan? No, actually. <laughs> no. Um, no. We've got donuts for you, Lindsay. Don't listen to these guys. Yeah, there's a whole box of very fresh donuts. Mike made sure to get the freshest donuts they have. Oh, wow. Well, thanks for offering me <laughs> sure one. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And that new voice you hear on the air with us is Lindsay Harn. With Richardson Properties, um, longtime agent here on the Central Coast. Lindsay, thanks for joining us today. I'm honestly shocked you invited me back. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> this is your third time, fourth time on the show? Yeah. yeah. No, thank you. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> and Lindsay's no ordinary realtor in our area. You're like consistently a top five producer. Um, is, I'm, she's pretty modest. She's yeah, I know. I know. She's looking at me and she's like, shh. 
<laughs> but it's true. You're you're uh, very active, um, and you have been for a long time. So you see a lot of transactions. You're involved in a lot of transactions here. So it's nice to have someone who's as active as you on the show to give us that perspective of all the different transactions you're seeing all around the county. So, Absolutely. Thanks for joining us. Of course. And it was not too long ago you were with a Remax here, and now you're with Richardson Properties. Um, tell me, I'm, I'm always curious, how, why um, is Richardson a better fit for you? What, what do you think you gained by moving? You know, that's a really great question. Yeah. I spent a lot of time researching because uh, obviously I don't plan on moving around a whole lot. Um, but I love the fact that it's a family-owned, locally operated, independent company. Mm-hmm. And we've just got so many in-house resources that really could just take what I can offer my clients to the next level. Mm-hmm. I mean, in-house marketing, in-house PR, in-house digital strategist, um, the list goes on. So just having... Um, the ability to offer my clients more services and and have uh, data points. I mean, we have a whole research department that studies the market, studies the new homes. So we really have so much data and then so many great services in-house that I can offer my clients. Okay. Yeah, and I think, too, uh, one of the things that you have a a unique unique access to that I think your clients would benefit from is that you, Richardson Properties, does a pretty good job of being – uh, a representative agent for builders too, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely, and so that's well, in your that's in your wheelhouse with regards to clients needing to find new homes. But also, your selling clients are you're getting really good content from doing that, having access to that much inventory. Yeah, absolutely. And then my clients who are com- contemplating selling, I can work with them and sit down with them, and uh, you know. It's you don't want to be selling a used home right across the street from a hundred brand new models. Correct. So I can kind of use what's coming up to actually help my clients strategize and, and get them more money. So mm-hmm. that having that data is key. And understanding, I mean, you get and you don't really get the information unless you're buying the new home of why it's X amount more. I mean, all these customizations that go into these new homes really can bump the price up. You know, where I think people are thinking, oh, I mean, that house is the same square footage as mine. Why don't I sell it for the same, you know, relatively the same price? And you can come in and say, look, here's why that, you know, may not be a great idea. You know, not only is it a brand new home, it's a home with plenty of customizations. You find, I find when agents work with builders, they get a really good idea of, you know, what makes that house unique, even though it looks just like the one next to it, you know, the brand new one. Yeah, absolutely. And it gives me an opportunity to see, you know, what features and benefits are most popular in the market. So then when my clients go to remodel, I can actually use all the builder data. Of cool. These appliances will net you the most money in five or 10 years when you go to sell. So I can actually work with my clients who own homes to help them make wise decisions with their money when it comes to what they're going to spend their extra remodel money on. So, yeah. so that's really, really helpful as well. Right. The yeah. last hour. Remodel consulting too. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. nice. Nice fringe benefit of working with you. Yeah, like exactly. <laughs> well, I think it makes sense. You know, I mean, Do you if, do interior design as well? <laughs> <laughs> 
I personally don't, but I can. <laughs> yeah. I can recommend one. <laughs> I bet. And no, I'm not remodeling or giving you free interior design advice today. <laughs> no, okay. Yeah, good. I think that I think it makes a lot of sense. You know, if I was to sit down and say, "Hey, I'm going to probably spend about sixty thousand dollars on a remodel because I want to make the home that I live in." nice for the next five, 10 years. I, I don't really feel like I want to buy right now. Right. I would want to talk to an agent and say, Hey, what's going to give me future value? You know, does it make sense to rip out the whole tub and do the whole bathroom or should I spend more time on the kitchen or outdoor living space? Yeah, absolutely. And then what, what features are, are most beneficial for you in right. those areas? So I completely agree. That was a really awake. That was a rude awakening. I thought every dollar I would put in my house, I would get you know eighty five cents back. It was more like sixty cents, you know. But a lot of it's living benefit. If you think about it from a personal budget standpoint, if you can live in that house now another five, six, seven years longer, that that gives you the opportunity to pay down principal more, have more equity, so that when I do get to the point of selling, you know. It's a bit more exciting. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I don't want people to come to me and then go, oh, well, you didn't tell me I put $200,000 into the backyard. And I go, <laughs> oh, we should have talked first if you were expecting yes. to get that $200,000 back. So again, I just want to help protect their equity and, and make sure whatever money they're spending, you know, that if they're planning on getting a, a return on that, make sure it's money well spent. So the last hour we were in here, not talking about doom and gloom, but just the idea of like where this market's going. We got into some corporate, um, corporate uh, companies and you know their bottom line and their decisions. I I'd be interested to hear from you. You know, do you feel like this market is changing in the housing market, like in the next one to two years? And when I say changing forever, we've talked about it being the seller's market, right? How do you feel about this market over the next? 12, 24 months. Yeah, absolutely. And is that too long of a time frame to really look out? I don't, I mean, as a listing agent, are you looking out 12 months? Are you thinking 18 months? You know, I think information's key and being able to effectively tell my clients, you know, what's going to be happening can help them plan the timing of their decisions. So what I'm seeing is probably the market was going up and up and up for so long, possibly in, in some instances, unjustifiable just mm -hmm. because there was so much pent up demand and, and not a lot for sale. Mm -hmm. And what I'm what I think the next, let's say, 12 to 18 months is going to hold is that's going to stop the the kind of crazy price increases month after month, year over year. Right. I, I don't see that continuing. Do I see the market completely plummeting, crashing? No, I, I think if anything, it it may just soften or flatten a little bit, which um, it, it may actually be a more normal or more healthy market. But I, I personally don't see doom and gloom. I, I see uh, reality. Uh, yeah, reality. Maybe two, yeah. you know, couple percent down off the peak, but nothing super significant. Sure. Yeah, it's funny you say a couple percent. I mean, if you put a house on the market and you have to price drop one to two percent. That should not be the end of the world if you've held this property the last five years, right? I mean, oh, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you're still going to be way, way, way ahead, but I think price becomes more serious. I mean, you can't just throw, uh, let's ask $100,000 more than what the market bears. I think those people are going to have trouble 
coming up in in this market correction. Mm -hmm. But again, I think if you price it right, you know, have it show ready, things are still going to move. I mean, in a relatively good period, it's just not going to happen overnight and a bidding war 100 grand above list. Mm -hmm. Those days, I think, are going to be softening. Mm -hmm. Um, I I would agree with that. I tend to agree that and it's not unprecedented. Too. If you look back at home appreciation over the years, I mean, you always hear that housing always increases three to five percent, right? That's the long term trend of housing. But as you look at, you know, maybe decades or a couple decades at a time, you'll see peaks and troughs and, and then there's some plateaus in there. And I feel like we're poised for a, a period of plateauing, maybe as much as a, a full decade of, of just flat, no growth. You can maybe see a small dip or something, but the only thing, and I've said this for the last year or more, the only thing that would really drive housing down would be lack of confidence in housing. And we saw that just 10 years ago, but it was because people, people didn't have much in the house. They didn't put money down. So there was nothing really to lose. Um, their payment was going to go up and adjust, and that was scary and unaffordable. So if I didn't have anything to lose because I didn't put, it, I didn't make a down payment, and financially it's unsustainable, people just lost confidence. That's what happened, and I don't see that this time around. People aren't getting adjustable rate mortgages, negatively amortizing mortgages, interest-only mortgages. They're going to have these payment resets. Most everybody who's got a home loan today has a 30-year fixed mortgage. It's the payment is known and predictable for a known and predictable time period. So not only that, the unless, individual who offers a risky feature loan is a pariah now. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just it's not even something that's in the market. I mean, it's it is. Just, it's like less it's than 5% of the market now of, of you know, f- risky features attached to loans. So most people have very stable financing. So really, the only way that someone I see would truly lose confidence in housing is they have something really impacting their income potential. They have a job loss. They have, you know, a, a, a death of a spouse or something that that really changes their household income situation. But most people, that's not going to happen, right? Most people are going to continue to be employed and continue to have a similar income situation going forward. Um, so you're talking about the normal attrition, basically. Yeah, right? you're just going to have normal, normal stuff. And I do see that that demand seems even even as things were going so hot when it was like 10% a year growth in home prices, it still seemed like home buyers were a bit discerning. They weren't going to just spend a million dollars on a home worth 700000 They were still kind of once bitten, twice shy from the previous cycle. Everybody still remembers 2007, 2008. And so I think the home buyers and people that are active in the market, they remember that. So they're not going, oh, my property is going to double in value in a year. I mean, people know that that's just not realistic. And I think that's part of what happened, you know, back in the days. Oh, I'll just put nothing down and I'll just live here for a year or two. And then boom, I'll, I'll have made 250000 bucks. All about I, appreciation. Yeah. I don't think people are, I think people are seeing longer term now. And I think, you know, we're lucky we live in such, such an amazing place that there's a lot of, uh, a lot of positives have happened here locally Definitely. since that time in terms of people actually can work here and, and have a job, which was tougher back then. We just didn't have the, the companies. I, 
I like this direction here. I, I know that prior on Friday or something, we were kind of exchanging questions. Um, one of the questions Mike posed was, is, is San Luis Obispo immune to some of this, um, I guess, some of the economic downturn potential or housing downturn potential that maybe some other larger metros are, are potentially faced with? Um, as you as you talk about how the the job economy here locally has changed how we've we're seeing more jobs we're seeing companies move here locate here like an amazon or mind body growing or you know there's there's other businesses and and just with the ease of doing business from kind of this remote location here of california we don't have to be in la or san francisco to conduct real business um you can do it here it's so easy to communicate now it it makes me think that there's nothing but um positive growth ahead for our local um job market here because there really wasn't much before yeah i think that definitely insulates us and helps protect us from you know if there's a a national downturn, I, I think we're a lot more insulated and protected than we were even just 10 years ago because of those jobs. Mm-hmm. I also think, you know, um, sorry, I just okay. lost my train of thought there. I was, <laughs> I was eating my donut. <laughs> 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 sorry, guys. I was just going to interject really yeah. quick um, while you finish that bite that we have so many, it's such a large population of our homeowners are paid by the state too, you know, like mm-hmm. a large Cal Poly or, um, you know, uh, it's a County seat. So you have all these, correct. you have all kinds of government jobs, whether it's, you know, forestry services, it's, you know, sheriff, it's what, whatever. There's a lot of those state, state paychecks going around here. But, but and we, it seems kind of well balanced to me. Like we're not a farming community. We have multiple streams oh, of yeah. jobs. So if one sector has a downturn, we've got all these other sectors that kind of pick up the slack. Most so I, I think because of that, we are luckily more protected, just like we were in the downturn. I mean, Riverside prices dropped a lot further than San Luis County prices. So, I mean, I think we have a lot of factors that, that protect us from a big, big drops. Yes. Yeah, you look at Central Valley and some parts of like Southern California and, you know, like Eastern LA County, you know, like Santa Clarita, um, you get out to like Lancaster, Palmdale, those places dropped 40%. And, and I think it's because the, most of those areas now, unfortunately are commuter towns to the Los Angeles income stream. Whereas up in the Bay area, you know, if you live on the peninsula, and you lose your job on Friday that pays you $230,000 a year, you can find another one on Tuesday in the same sector. Where here, I also feel like we have a lot, a lot of rental dwellings here. So, you know, there's so many units here that rent to individuals, and those people are not going to foreclose, right? I mean, they're going to have high demand for rent. So in the area, all these areas where you have large drops. I think we saw a lot of foreclosure or bank owned properties that would, as you know, as a listing agent, just kind of, what's the word, smash the price. Yeah, absolutely. And I think our rents, you know, our rents are so high. It's really hard for somebody to walk away from a property here. They probably walk away from their other home in the Central Valley before they'd walk away from their home here because it's going to hold its value in the long term. Broadway Park Place. Yeah. <laughs> or at least the orange ones, right? Those yeah. ones have good. Or the green ones. 
Don't get me started. <laughs> it's my favorite game. It, I will I can't win imagine, every single time. I can't imagine playing Monopoly with you. Let's let's get it set up. <laughs> I challenge you. I'm the banker. I, uh, before we uh, take a quick commercial break here, just to tie a little bow on the, our our local market here, jobs wise. I feel like there's so much attention and has been for the last decade or so on diversifying our economy here not to be so reliant on any one sector like for so long we've just been a vacation destination so it's all services but it seems like there's been this push i know i live in morro bay i hear it a lot there we can't just rely on tourism you know we need to diversify our economy we lost our power plant out in morro bay which is a huge economic driver out there and you know similarly we have diablo mm-hmm. um closing down that was a big um you know, there's a lot of revenue there for San Luis Obispo um, that I think that we've we've put a lot of effort into diversifying. We, we're now, like you said, we're not just a rural farming community. We're we're becoming like a, a, a tech area. Um, we have we do have the services. We're becoming a, a wine, wine and restaurant industry. destination. Oh, for sure. You know, there's all the, we're starting to diversify and there's been a lot of attention there that I think that. It really seems like there's only brighter days ahead for our area as far as job opportunities and income earning potential here, which I think does help create that stability with respect to real estate here. Yeah, absolutely. And just the fact that it's such a desirable place to live, people can telecommute and and enjoy Mm -hmm. all the benefits of living on the Central Coast, but work from a home office. And I'm seeing just, I guess, culturally the way business is done, that's becoming more of an option. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so we do need to take a commercial break when we come back. Um, you know, I, I was going to share just a couple of data points from the last week or two related to housing nationally. They kind of show a different picture. So it'll be interesting to, to see the difference nationally versus kind of what we're feeling here locally. You had shared a story, Lindsay, um, just, you know, feeling a little more positive about real estate here in the last couple of months. So Um, Let's talk about that when we come back, but we'll take just a couple minutes here to uh, give our sponsors a little time, let you freshen up your coffee, and we'll be right back with more Mortgage Matters. To ask a question or make a comment, call 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Mortgage Matters on KBEC News Talk 920. We'll be back after these messages from our sponsors. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. There's a common myth that home buyers need to save a 20% down payment to buy a home. The fact is, we offer numerous zero down and low down payment loan programs. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre approved. Just call 543 Loan. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. California BRE number 01839608. California DBO number 6054783. NMLS number 328358. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. 
For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. If you're like most investors, the constant ups and downs of the stock market have you on edge. How do you make sure you keep your gains without jumping ship too soon? At Century Financial Consultants, they have an investment strategy where your money is completely protected against market losses. You go up with the stock market, your gains locked in, and when the market goes down, you don't lose anything. Literally, you go up, never down, forwards, never backwards. Sounds too good to be true? See for yourself for free. Call Matt at Century Financial Consultants today at 805-324-7914. That's 805-324-7914. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters, which airs every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Your hosts, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending, want you to join the conversation by calling 800-549-5832. Now, back to the show. We're enjoying a nice conversation here with Lindsay Harn from Richardson Properties. Um, I wanted to share just a couple of numbers. Last week, on the 28th, we saw new home sales. National number here. New home sales disappointed um, in the month of October. Below expectations um, at a 544,000 annualized rate. Uh, the previous month, I had it, I lost it. The previous month was uh, 553,000 annualized new home sales. Um, so we were expecting it to rebound a little, and it didn't. It, it actually went to even lower. And really, when you look back, uh, new home sales peaked in November last year, at a 712,000 annualized rate, year over year, new home sales are down 12%. Um, so existing home sales, too, just to kind of give you the, the whole housing picture here, um, existing home sales year over year are down 5.1%. Um, so that doesn't sound like good news for any of us here sitting in this room. Um, it sounds like activity is really slowing with housing. Um, you know, my take on it is high prices and cost of financing is going up. So it makes it less affordable. Um, I was talking with a friend yesterday. She lives, um, and works from home in Templeton, but she has ties to the Bay area. The company she works for is in the Bay area. She goes there monthly. Her family is from half moon Bay. So she's 
very in touch with the the Bay Area market, and she actually works for uh, an like a high end builder remodeler. Um, and she was saying that they're really seeing a slowdown, a, a shift in sentiment, a lot of price declines, and a lot more um, time on market up there. I've been hearing that as well. So, but as we walked in here and sat down before we even got on air, you were saying that the last couple of months here locally, you've been feeling pretty good about things. So, tell us a little bit about that. Well, there yeah. was a pause with. The election, but yeah, since. you know, I think anytime there's an election, and I think this election in particular, there was quite a few housing related items. Yep. And I think, you know, rent control being one of them, I, you know, I had clients that smart people, you know, believe in real estate, and, and that really scared them because they're buying, and yes, they're probably going to move in, but they probably are going to at some point convert it to an income property. And mm-hmm. that the I think some of those things really did put a pause on, on people thinking long term. Mm-hmm. And so I personally noticed locally, you know, once the election was over, took a week or two, but there's some, some livelihood started coming back to the market. So obviously we're lucky and I'm just one one person out there with my boots on the ground, so to speak. But I actually noticed probably mid to late November, it seemed like, okay, wow, things are picking up again. I talked to obviously other agents in the office who who shared a similar sentiment. With, with that being said, it, it is still a price sensitive market. So as we were discussing earlier, I think you still have to be priced right. You can't be priced above market like we were getting lucky with and, and seeing a lot in the beginning of the year. Yeah, I are you seeing this activity in a particular price range or are you seeing it just in general? I'm seeing it in in general, but I also think it's probably, you know, probably 1 and a half million and under. The the super high end 2 million and above here, that market seems to be softening even more so hmm. um than what I would say the the normal of of semi-affordable. Right, affordable um, is relative. Affordable if, if you have a job versus the, the super luxury, super high-end. That that portion of the market, I think, is is suffering a little bit more. Interesting. You know, microeconomists would agree with you. I mean, the luxurious goods go first, right? You know, diamonds and 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 um, and high luxurious homes, those, those are going to be affected naturally first if we start to see a slowdown in an economy. I'm not saying the economy is slowing down. I'm just saying that it, it, it's it's there's way the market does not allow that many buyers in that in that price point. And so if they all have the home that they want and someone else is trying to sell, then it's not as attractive. It's not a half. Those usually aren't half to purchases. They're like, oh, I want to. This mm-hmm. is fun and exciting mm-hmm. <laughs> to have a house on the ocean. But, you know, you could save a million and a half by going two blocks away and still mm-hmm. walk your dogs on the beach every morning. You know, th- those sure. um, trade-offs, I think, you, you start to feel a little bit more in that price range. I also think it's very interesting. I was mentioned this in our office meeting. I, I'm seeing a lot of buyers not finding what they're looking for and more and more land purchases actually picking up this year. So buyers that, you know, have some cash to put down that, you know, maybe looking for their nice forever home or retirement home mm-hmm. and not finding what they want and really being open to purchasing some land. And so that'll be interesting. Again, these are more individual lots versus somebody building a whole tract of brand right. new homes. But I don't know if you guys are noticing that at all. You're, we get you're a lot of calls. Inquiries. Yeah, we get a lot of calls about how can I finance this land and 
what's the programs because you know online that's not something that's uh as simple to find as a conventional mortgage or a government loan it's a it's a process for them too which you know they can go it's a it, there's a fork in the road you know is are they buying the land with the intent to do something but they don't know yet what they're going to do or are they buying the land to build that inventory right away because we have a product that does lead right into new construction so we would buy the land work on the the budget and the design with the contractor in escrow. Oh, wow. Obviously, it's a longer escrow, right? Because yep. we have to get municipality blessings on the permits and approval for the design. But we would then finance the purchase of the land from the seller and lead right into construction where they would have a construction loan during the course of the build. And then the beauty is it turns right into a conventional mortgage at the end of Oh, that's amazing. Completion. Correct yeah, me no, if definitely I'm, not for the faint of heart, right. though. <laughs> I just want to point that out. 90% of those people call me about three months in and say, let's just buy an existing I was home. just yeah. going to ask you that question. I was gonna, we, get, we get a lot of calls because there's not a lot of lenders out there offering these construction loans. So we get calls from all over the state, and it seems like the pull-through on those is fairly low, less 10%. than 10%. Yeah. And it's I think people start to, you know, as they research that process more they realize that it is a lot of work to go through that you know finding the right builder you hear all the nightmares of of construction and and just doing all that stuff and it's a lot to manage so well Lindsay, i mean you know this you talk about your clients goals and desires with this home right it's not just a transaction you're trying to help people build wealth and oh, make absolutely. a smart move absolutely you're all about financial independence I love that about you, but you know, you probably ask, okay, so we're going to buy land. That's great. When are you guys going to do with it? Yeah. Right. I mean, we're <laughs> going way to the other end. What's your timeline too? Yeah. Cause yeah. around here, it seems like things take a little while to get to the point where you actually can put a shovel in the ground. Exactly. And then, you know, you have to factor in that you're obviously not able to move into the house. So then you're paying rent or paying a mortgage on your existing yeah. house while you are funding a construction loan. Uh, and, and, you know, I don't know if you've done a lot of remodeling at your property, but it's very rare. The contractor comes back and lowers his quote. I mean, (laughs) things usually add up. So, so part of that, you get one chance before the project starts to lower that quote. (laughs) Yeah. And then sometimes it can go up as much as 25, 50%. I mean, these are the stories I hear. So, I mean, I just take it very seriously to make sure my clients are properly educated so that they know what they're getting into. It's a remodel, but it can take up to two years. So if you don't have a reserve cushion, you know, are you better off finding an existing house that maybe even needs a little bit of remodeling or work versus starting from scratch? And so, you know, my job is just to really, again, make sure people are making the right financial decision and and not getting over their heads. Sure. That's not fun. for You don't want to get a call from one of your clients that was happy to buy that house two years later. This is, we're just going to sell it. We can't get this done. Because it's not, I mean, ultimately, that's not really what you wanted when you went into it, right? You don't want to just turn around and sell it two years later to just go get another house. I mean, that can be expensive. Yeah, and especially when it comes to land, you might be designing and building X, but the the next buyer that's going to be taking over your project may want Y, you know? So it's it's really hard. You you got to be pretty committed. So it's usually not something I would suggest to a first or even second home buyer, somebody with 
some experience uh, that, yeah. that knows if your what ears, they're getting into. <laughs> if your ears have perked up while hearing, hearing this, new construction loans, um, you know, you can call me direct, Mike Points at the office, 805-543-LOAN. I'll go through all of the contingency reserve requirements. We'll talk about the time frame of how this escrow takes. I get you a great understanding of the fees and pricing, but also we talk about approving your builder too. So if this is something you're interested in and you didn't know that Central Coast Lending can do this for you, contact any of our four offices, ask for um, Mike Points at 805-543-LOAN. Um, moving on. I wanted to just share, I mean, because as we share stories, I think we all gain information. We're all individuals, you know, seeing different situations, whether it's a loan you're working on or a home that you're helping sell or helping a buyer. Um, I've, I live in Morro Bay. I have, there's a builder out there um, that I met a couple years ago because he built a, a new just infill um, single family home on my, on my same block. And he, it was, I mean, from a design perspective, nothing super fancy, right? It's just a, it's a house, four bedroom, three bath, I think. Decent square footage, like 2,800 square feet. Um, he built this one, I want to say it was about two years ago. He had it sold before he was done building it. Wow. Um, and he had it sold just shy of a million bucks, which I was like, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Helping my value. Instant equity. Love it. <laughs> Love that. Love it. Um, so that was great. And this guy, just to give you a little perspective, he's been a he's solo builder. It's just him. Um, he also does his own listing. You know, he's a realtor as well. So he builds one house a year, every year for 25 years. It's the way he doesn't get overextended, doesn't have a hard time during a down market. Um, so I, it was really interesting to hear wow. his strategy on how he builds. But so two years ago, he builds this home and he's got it sold just under a million bucks before he's done. Fast forward, uh, he bought the next lot. It was like one was four houses to the south of me. This one's like four houses to the north of me. Same block again. Almost the same house too. At least the same look. Similar square footage. Everything about it's very similar. This one, he finished building it about six months ago. Still on the market. Um Granite's a little bit higher, like a little, sh- like 1.05 million. This is I the think. one near the park. Yeah, closer to the park, closer to, to Del Mar Park. Um, and, and it's just, it's not sold yet. So it's interesting to see in that two-year time span, the difference in the one property versus the other and the activity on it. And I, again, just one anecdotal story about yeah. how the market's changing. But that's, I, I find it interesting that, and I, I, I still kind of can't wrap my head around the million dollar price tag um, in that neighborhood. I guess. I guess I can. You can see the ocean. You got a great view. Still. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, hopefully, I can help him get it sold quickly so we keep your equity climbing up on right. your uh, your house. I'll do my part. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, great. anyways, yeah, it's just interesting to hear these different stories that you're seeing some some pickup. I hope that this house goes into escrow very soon. Um, but I, I think it just shows that each little community can have different activity. Even specific on. neighborhoods yeah. within a community. It, it really is a local market and a, each 
city or town even has its own pockets. It's almost like little micro markets. And so, you know, if you are thinking of selling your property, you definitely want to go with someone who's studying the data. So when you hit the market, you're, you're priced in that sweet spot, you know, assuming you have a timeline that, that you can get it moved. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, more obeyed too can be a little more seasonal than some of it our is, other markets, absolutely. just because uh, it's such a vacation destination it is. as well. And I guess to add that detail to this story, the people who bought the home two years ago bought it purely for a vacation home, so mm-hmm. they're there all of like three times a year, four times a year. Wow, million so, dollar yeah, vacation home! I those think I want who, one of those. Yeah, right. Me too. Yeah, some of those. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you guys. So let's do this. Let's take one more break before the show's over today, and when we come back. Lindsay, we're going to ask you what you're excited about in this market for 2019. Also, we'll we'll touch on our New Year's resolution, shouldn't we? It's yeah, about that time. I guess. Uh-oh. So, <laughs> listeners, stick around. We'll be right back with more Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters with host Dan and Jason will be right back. Join the conversation by calling 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Linux. The most critical part of buying a home is getting pre-approved for a mortgage. Pre-approved buyers are taken more seriously, enjoy a less stressful transaction, and close faster with no last-minute surprises. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. California BRA number 018-39608. DBO number 6054783. MLS number 328358. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. There's nothing like the euphoric feeling you get when you find the perfect home. The last thing you want is the embarrassment of discovering you don't qualify. It can actually cost you your deposit. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. California BRA number 018-39608. DBO number 6054783. MLS number 328358. We're the mortgage expert. On the Central Coast, Central Coast Lending. You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920. If you missed any part of the show, log on to centralcoastlending.com for archived shows and more. Now, back to your hosts, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending. Just 
<laughs> I just thought we were gonna just say, "Don't stop believing here." It's so hard because I—if I was in the car right now, I'd be turning this up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're turning so, up your headphones right now. <laughs> we are fully back for the last 15, 12, 15 minutes here of the show. Just a quick recap: we touched on all types of news from November to today. Um, Dan and I shared our philosophical debate with you about the economy. And then at 10 o'clock, we were saved by Lindsay Harn coming on from Richardson <laughs> Property. And now she's here with us. Lindsay, thanks again so much for being on the air today. Yeah, thank you. I had no idea you were such a good dancer until I got here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's... Small town girl. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Every, every time. time. <laughs> it's yeah. me. Yeah, that was good. You threw me off with that. So we are, you know, I like having you on the show. Dan referenced, you know, how active you are. And I think that just gives us, it's just a bigger population of our community, who you're dealing with, what you're hearing. But, you know, when you get excited with clients, um, what are you getting excited about for 2019 with regards to the, the real estate market? You know, I think 2019 is going to be another fantastic year here. Um, everybody thinks, oh, real estate agents, you must love it when when prices just skyrocket up. But, you know, I, I think the fact that the market might be slightly more normal will actually be a huge benefit to both buyers and sellers. I mean, mm-hmm. the sellers that are taking their equity are still going to have a huge chunk of equity to roll into their next place. But it also just allows... It allows for some breathing room, and it you know if it it gives buyers an opportunity to think a couple hours before they have to put their offer in right right spot on sight on scene and, and those kinds of things. So I mean, I think we've got a lot of a, a lot of exciting things happening here locally. Several new home communities going in. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some fantastic opportunities uh, for both buyers and sellers. So I'm I'm excited to be a part of it. Yeah, when the, I'm excited about that the most as well, too, the new inventory and how that can, quote unquote, reshuffle the deck. You know, we've had people living in certain parts of town for four or five years and they're looking for that move up opportunity. Um, is the price point right on the new development? That's the big question. Because if it is, I could see a lot of people moving out of their existing home that could be uh, a great starter home for the next wave of buyers. Right. Exactly. And I think, you know, as the years continue, we're going to see the millennials getting a lot more active in the market as they're inheriting wealth and wealth being transferred to them. So I think um, it, it's a phenomenal time to be a part of it. I, I also think the way people live is changing. A lot of people seem to be more, more interested in having maybe a guest house or building an ADU on their property. So I think there's a lot of uh, really great opportunities uh, mm-hmm. for, for people. What about what do you think about the thing that they just passed here in San Luis where you're going to be able to have one of the tiny home, tiny homes under your lot? Do you think that's going to change anything? Has maybe? to be auxiliary Especially, dwelling unit, but yeah. 
I mean, you know, because that could be a good alternative if you want a granny cottage or a granny unit or something like that. Maybe. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think any time mm-hmm. you have the option to house another family mm-hmm. member or another person on your property, it, it gives you options and flexibility. You know, if you want to travel, you've you've got your property caretaker uh, staying out back mm-hmm. who can keep an eye on things for you. It, it provides a little cushion um, financially for maybe the primary owner or the primary breadwinner mm-hmm. if, if they could get some potential income or, or mm-hmm. offset some of their costs. Mm-hmm. Um, that gives them some more money to you know invest in another property or spe- you know put towards their retirement accounts. Mm-hmm. So I think those are all relatively positive things. Absolutely. The buyers that you're working with and talking to every day are they um is there any discussion or concern about the value of homes and or the interest rate environment increasing is is like affordability a a topic that you discuss very often you know the interest rate thing hasn't come up just because i think it's been going on for so long it's it's not a brand new topic yes every time they change it it does have a little bit of impact and you kind of rehab those conversations but i think everybody's known and and i try to keep everybody educated that hey this is coming so let's not be surprised let's not be completely shocked Mm -hmm. when it happens so i think there's been a lot of awareness so you'd really have to have your eyes closed um, right. And your blinders on to to not know that that was going to be happening. I know the loan limits. I think that's really going to help make it more affordable for people who don't quite have as much of a down payment as they want. They may be able to actually get into something uh, because of those new loan limits coming in in 2019. Right. So I, I think that will again just be another positive to outweigh maybe the negative of the interest rates creeping up. It's interesting to me. I looked at those new loan limits, Lindsay, and ours go from six fifteen two fifty to six sixty seven here in the county for a conventional high balance loan limit. So now the borrower can borrow that much, but they still have to have the five percent down, you know. But what's nice is um, they don't have to have like eight or nine percent down. Many times people were buying the seven hundred thousand dollar home and buying that loan limit down to the six fifteen mark. Um, the interesting part, though, is that Santa Barbara didn't really change. I don't know if you saw that. Santa Barbara stayed at 625. Yeah, Ooh. and I think Monterey County, which you know has Carmel and some pretty high-end areas, I heard theirs might have actually gone down or also stayed the same. Yes. And so I don't know <laughs> I don't know who's working for us, but somebody <laughs> was uh, thinking about San Luis when they uh, made those changes. Elected officials. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. um, before we lose time here and get shoved off, I, I did promise our listeners that we talk quickly about uh, New Year's resolution. So um, I'll just throw this out there. It's just the one that I think about a lot is, um, you know, I think in 2019, um, personally, I think for uh, real estate, I I plan to just lower my principal balance as much as possible. I love seeing my equity go up so I can eventually talk to someone like you, Lindsay, and buy that move up home. But also, uh, I just want to be more physically active in 2019. I think it just is a right thing to focus on. Uh, absolutely. I, I should probably stop eating donuts. So uh, maybe <laughs> if I come on next year, we can have some like well, gluten-free see, protein uh, bites. <laughs> the, intake, the intake is important, but I think the activity, right? I mean, how many times a day do you find yourself talking on the phone, staring at a computer, sitting in a chair? I think being active is, is a good thing. And I think you have one of those great Stand up desk. Yeah, don't I was going to tell you off to come visit you and make sure you've got the stand up. I I stand up and sit just to mix it up, and it allows me to 
move around when I'm talking on the phone and, and talking to my clients. So I, I like mixing it up that way. <laughs> cool. Cool. What is your New Year's, re- New Year's resolution? Have you thought about it yet? I feel like it's early myself. I feel like it's a <laughs> little, I know you thought about it. I feel like it's a little bit early, but um, <laughs> kind of boring. I, I think, uh, you know, eat more vegetables, drink more water. <laughs> Good. Um, Good. I think the exercise thing you were saying is just so important because it, it actually clears your mind as well as obviously has huge benefits for your health. But yeah. just the mental aspect of that um, it is amazing, too. I try not to make New Year's resolutions because I don't like to disappoint myself midway through the year. That's fair. Sorry. More more pragmatic talk from Dan. <laughs> so listeners, if you haven't made your New Year's resolutions yet and you're thinking about buying a house in 2019, I think it's a great time to come into Central Coast Lending and get pre-approved. I think that the New Year's resolutions for all of our listeners out there to never miss an episode of Mortgage Matters. It's important Next stuff. Year, important information. Yeah. yeah. Never. Thanks, Jim. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, if you're on the fence and, and just want to sort of understand, hey, what are my steps to eventually enter the housing market or what are my steps to maybe qualify for the move up home or, or downsize to a single story, now's the time to really start doing your homework, you know, preparing for your taxes and winding up the year, figuring out, come come talk to you guys, figure out, hey, what is my budget what do I need to do to prepare for that purchase down the road? I, I can't I can't emphasize that enough. I mean, in, in this area, you just never know when the right thing, you're going to get the itch or when the right property comes up. Your next door neighbor where you've been renting puts their home up for sale. It, it's so – information so key. So mm-hmm. if you can sit down and know what your potential budget is for when and if, I, I think that's very, very powerful. And you've worked – you and I have worked together on – a couple files and you've seen that it it doesn't have to happen in 30 days or 90 days. I mean, we've had clients that have been preparing for over two years. Yeah. absolutely. And and I think what's key is that we get, it's not so much just the approval part. It's figuring out what is your personal budget, right? Because if, if I have the conversation with you about your personal budget and that's going to work out for you and you know, you've got the down payment, whether it be a gift, down payment assistance, money in the bank, 401k. Now when they go talk to you, I mean, how, how enjoyable does it make that experience? Oh, it's, it's fantastic. And again, it's all about helping our clients reach their goals and it doesn't have to be tomorrow, but having that information so that they can plan ahead when your landlord raises your rent. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm sick of paying that. I'm paying that guy's mortgage. I I talked to Mike. I met with Lindsay. Now I'm going to actually put the plan in place and start shopping. Yeah. I want to give you some time here at the end of the show for our listeners to be able to reach you um, any way you'd like, email, uh, website, or phone, and, and give us give you the last couple minutes here to share as we go off, off the air. So please, how can our listeners get in touch with you, Lindsay? It's Lindsay Harn at Richardson Properties, and my phone number is 805-441-7744. That's 805-441-7744. I love everything real estate. It's kind of my obsession. So I'm happy to help you in any way I possibly can. I think it's important for our listeners too um, to know, you know, we're talking that information is so important. If you haven't, if you've thought about buying a home, but, you know, maybe previously you didn't qualify, uh, just it wasn't the right time. Things have changed in with respect to financing um, 
a home purchase, there are construction loans available now if you're interested in building new. Uh, loan limits are increasing, so that means that you you can finance more on a regular conventional or government loan. Um, and, you know, there's also some alternative mortgage products that are available now that weren't available just a few years ago, things that help the self-employed uh, person qualify that they might not be able to qualify for those government or conventional loan programs. So if it's something you're interested in, we always are here to help you. Consultation's free. It's easy. It's low pressure. Um, you can call any Central Coast Lending office by dialing one easy number. It's 805-543-LOAN. Or look us up on the web, uh, centralcoastlending.com. You can begin the application process right online. Uh, thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week with more Mortgage Matters. Have a great weekend.